and welcome back to the Energize Show. It's a mixed martial arts show. If you're new to the Energize Podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning Energize listener, welcome back. And if you are a returning Energize listener and have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do give it a like. That thumbs up means a lot to us. Leave a comment below and let us know what you think of the Energize Show. Yeah, we're talking to you, especially you. 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 So, Barry, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Ross. Uh, we were saying last week that we were like we needed more from the UFC. We were looking for more, and uh, this weekend gave us. This more. weekend delivered from the lead up to the fights, to the actual fight itself, and yeah. the after the fights. Yeah. Do you think the UFC lived up to expectation, or do you think like the return of Nate Diaz just captured the audience's uh, attention? I think the fires more lived up to the expectations. Like if you just okay. look at the top three fights. Romero Costa was an absolute barn burner. Like the return Nate Diaz and then the heavyweight rematch that sort of no one really asked for, but no one gave out about either. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> how I describe it. Describe what do you mean? Steve Mio just asked for it. Yeah, well like Bar him. <laughs> oh, you know what? Because he won it, it's like it's grand, but it was more so I didn't like the way he threw his toys out of the pram to get the rematch. Yeah. It is what it is. Well I think we should start from the beginning. Uh Last week we were buzzing for this. Uh, then it really like it, everyone's imagination was just there once they saw Nate Diaz coming out and doing the open workouts, smoking that joint. Yeah, CBD that joint. That's 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 the wildest thing I've seen anyone do. Is at it an open workout? Is it really that wild? Like I know in Ireland it's illegal, but like if you live in California, you wouldn't be like, oh my god. I, I, well, I yeah. think it's more so. I've never seen a pro athlete. Like where he knew cameras are coming to a training session, or he was at a press conference, light up any form of cigarette or joint. Yeah, I know. When you put it that way, it's like crazy. It was, um, and he didn't even do a workout. Sure, didn't he? Just like smoke the joint. And he then, sort of like, like got, got, got photos. He sort of did like a few like shadow punches and. Yeah, but like I think he barely took his like hoodie yeah. off. Uh, did you notice also that like in his interviews and stuff? I don't know if he was a bit stoned or what it was, but he was real like. It's almost like he, he can't really talk normally anymore. As if I can talk, but... But I don't think he ever talks that normally. He always has, like, a lisp, and he sounds like he gets punched in the head for a living. Yeah. But, like, Stephen Miocic as well, even in the build-up to this, um, like, when I was watching the Embedded, I had no interest in what Miocic was doing. Miocic is someone who, like, I'll never miss his fights, but yeah. I have no interest in listening yeah. to an interview. Yeah. It's a bit like Cyborg. It's a bit, it's a bit like Fedor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Fedor doesn't speak English. Yeah, no, but like, it, that's that's my point. Yeah, but I think Cyborg's a better comparison because she does speak English, but I still don't care to listen to what she has to say. I'm more so like, all right. get in there and fight. And all right. I'm all in. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think Stipe is just sort of like, I'm, I could be uh, like a comedian if I didn't want to be an MMA fighter. And it's a bit like... You really, really couldn't bud. No. But uh, it is quite funny the way Miocic winning. I know obviously we're going to go through everything. That like he got like massive shout outs from like the Cleveland Browns, the Cavaliers, uh, Njuko, Njoku from uh, the Browns as well. Just a lot of like Cleveland support. It's a bit, it reminds me a bit like the Irish support. Yeah, when he fought in Cleveland, um, he was really treated like the hometown king. Um, I, I think they should bring him back to Cleveland. I, I, I almost yeah. think like he's such a superstar in Cleveland they should keep on having him fight in Cleveland until someone can beat him in Cleveland yeah yeah let's like, see what, let's see I think if you, yeah but I think if you have him fight there two more times now I know he's a, I think he's actually 37 or something already or 36 yeah it's it was one of those things where if you just keep on putting him in Cleveland he becomes such a superstar 
that then the people from Cleveland will actually travel to see him fight somewhere else. I think that's almost what you have to do about it. Yeah, it's a, it, he's not really a great sell at, at the age he's at now. And also, like, the name Stipe Miocic doesn't... You're not, like, definitely Cleveland. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things where it's like, how do you spell that? Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? exactly, like, yeah. Like, I guarantee you loads of people, like, put his name in wrong. Oh, 100%. Because yeah. even when we were writing it out there the other day, I was like, how do you spell Stipe? Like, but, it's, um, it's one of those things where you write, like, UFC heavyweight champion. And yeah. it's like, oh, that guy. Yeah, he needs to be, he's known as a champ, so not, like, losing that identity, no one cares if you're not number one, you know? Also, he doesn't have a nickname, so if you don't have a nickname, well then, and your name's, like, hard to say, or hard to spell. Yeah. You know, it's not really that hard to say, but yeah. it's, I'd say like, for it like makes a, you less memorable. Yeah, i say for Americans, it's harder to really be like, oh, Stipe Miocic, whereas we watch loads of, like, European football, so we'd yeah. see, like, Modric and Rakitic's. Yeah, well, I'd say people say his name real weird, especially when you go into, like, mainstream media. Because he would probably have to do a bit of mainstream media for that fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Big pay-per-view. Uh, return Nate Diaz. Fighting the heavyweight title. And they're like, So, Stipe Mokic is here. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. It's like, Who? <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I, Stipey. Uh, <laughs> Stipe. So, Stipe, tell us about your fight. Okay, so here we will go into more stuff, right? Obviously, yeah. in the build-up to this, Nate Diaz, Nate Diaz is there smoking a few reefers. Um, then didn't show up to the media day didn't show up on the Thursday then the Friday things got real I, I have a feeling also that like Joe Rogan's not going to be there for much longer in the UFC what, what makes you think that he had Dan Hardy on the show there the other day and I was just like Dan Hardy is going to step in to fill his shoes soon I can sort of see it in, in a certain way like Dan Hardy went off and did all that like ayahuasca and all that and like he's like trying yeah. to be Joe Rogan yeah. in a certain he is the, he's, he's like, his own man as well yeah. but like he's he's a genius though Joe Rogan-esque. And he scene. loves the sport as well. Yeah. He's real diehard into the intricacies of the sport. So, he could be a very good contender to fill his shoes, really. Yeah. Well, like, they're looking to get more former UFC fighters a part of the panel. Like, that's why they got rid of the guy who came from Bellator. Yeah. The Bellator Joe Rogan. What's his name? Um... Oh, what is his name? Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith, yeah. But, uh, yeah, then we keep going like, going, like, in and out, in and out, as you can tell. But, uh, yeah, then, obviously, the weigh-ins were on the Friday. Yeah. Shit kicked off. It was great. Really, really cool. I, I love the main like the main event, like, as in the uh, pay-per-view cards, because they bring, like, everyone goes. From oh. Ariane to Bruce to Joe yeah, to Dana. Yeah, there's a bigger feel to them. Yeah. There's a bigger production behind them. And yeah. when you have the bigger stars at them as well. Yeah. Whereas Most like, of the time. Whereas, like, UFC Japan's going to... Uh, sorry, UFC China's on in a few weeks and, like, you know, Joe Rogan will not be there. I guarantee no. you. No. But uh, Friday night... Was, so, yeah, that was that was cool. Also, so, it was close to home for Joe Rogan as well, which suited him. Yeah, that does suit him. And then, uh, so, obviously, Saturday night rolled around. Uh, I tuned in for the main card because I really just wanted to see the top three fights. We just started off, Yoro Romero lost to decision by against Paolo Costa. Ross, going into this fight, we both said we thought that Romero would win. Yeah. We were incorrect, but the whole arena thought that Romero won this fight. Uh, this was one not to be missed, and uh, it was unreal. This was take like, it away. It was it was up there. It was definitely the fight the night to start off with. Hundred um, percent. If you didn't see Adesanya versus Gaslam, and then who was the other fight that night? It was a Poirier versus Holloway. I think it was, wasn't it? Those two were like fight of the year candidates, and like. This one wasn't far off. Like both men got yeah. dropped at one stage. Um, Romero actually showed me something in this fight that he doesn't use that often, which I think he's used a lot more of. It's his wrestling. When like he did a few double legs in on Costa, I was like, 
Very yeah. impressive. Oh, I thought he won that round. Was yeah. that the second round when he just dove on him, got him yeah. on the ground? He was like, Jesus, like he was. Yeah, I thought, I, thought he, I thought he was like stealing the round almost. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting that last bit. But I actually did think Romero won the fight. Same here. Um, but the weird thing is that, like, I was sort of watching that going. I almost thought Romero, I thought he won round one, I thought he won round three, I thought maybe cost one round two. But it was so close that I'm not sitting here feeling aggrieved Romero, didn't we? Exactly. Do you not think they should have made it a draw then, maybe? Yeah, but a draw doesn't really do anyone any benefits because they no, need the next contender for UFC 243 after uh, Adesanya fights Whitaker. So a draw doesn't really help anyone, does it? Yeah. Where does uh, Paolo Costa go from this? I think he fights the winner of Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. I think he um, said post fight that he wasn't really ready for that yet. That he's going to take he? some time off and stuff. Yeah. Well, like, but who knows? Well, the well, money's right. Be, like you know, that then. won't be to what UFC two forty six probably or something. You well, know what I mean? So it won't be for a while. I'm sure he'll want to go over to Australia and show off them abs to all the the Aussies. Maybe so. Um, I suppose if he doesn't do that, maybe if Jack Hermanson wins in UFC Denmark, if he wants to be a late minute replacement. Maybe he could do it in Paris. He beat Jack Ray on late notice, so... Yeah, Hermanson's name has been mentioned in a while. Yeah, so... Maybe potentially so. Yeah. You know what I mean? And as, as we always say, he who pisses last pisses hottest and, like, you know, if the person who most recently fights is the person who's most recently talk, most talked about and, like, they're the one who has a better chance of getting the toilet shot. That's 100% correct. Uh, we're going to the co-main event of the night. Anthony Pettis was defeated by Nate Diaz. Also, myself and Ross said that we both thought Anthony Pettis would win and he lost. Quite yeah. convincingly as well. Nate Diaz was very impressive. I think Pettis broke his foot in the first round. Okay. Um, so, obviously that severely inhibited him. But, look, Nate Diaz fought a really good game plan. He sort of yeah. backed Pettis up. Obviously, Pettis isn't going to be as good going backwards. Sort of got him up against Cage. Threw some good knees in there. Took him down to the ground a few times. I was very impressed with like Pettis on the ground. But I was also very impressed with Diaz on the ground. Yeah. It's one of those things where sometimes he gets on the ground and like he can just tell one person is much better than the other. But the scrambles were actually very interesting to watch. Yeah. It was actually uh, a brilliant fight. Going into this fight as well, Chael Sonnen said he can't wait. And he hoped that this would hit the ground. And that Nate, Nate would have an opportunity on top. And then Pettis would have an opportunity on top. Yeah. And he got that. And when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this is class. Because it's not just Jiu-Jitsu that they're bashing each other. Uh, remember at the end of the fight, when the, like at the end of the fight, they were they were still scrambling and no one, yeah. no one had really won the exchange. Yeah. They were both like, oh, we wanted to let that go just to see who would have came out on top. Well, Diaz says he always wants to fight five rounds, which I don't blame yeah. him because the no. longer the fight goes on, the more it's an advantage. No, as in, as in like at the end of the fight, when they were both, oh, the they were both scrambling yeah. and the, like no one had really won the scramble and they were like, oh, really test themselves. Because they, lo- they love the competition of the sport. That's it. Oh, yeah. And I'd love to go see, yeah. see go another round as well. I know, yeah, I know. It's one of those things where I w- wish that was five rounds. But yeah. I felt like the longer the fight went, the more played into Diaz's hand. I thought at the end, of, like halfway through the second round, I looked at D- or Pettis and went, he's very tired looking. Very, very tired. And I looked, sort of looked at Diaz at one stage and gone, geez, he actually looks a bit tired, which is very uncharacteristic of Diaz. But he actually said this training camp, he actually trained... Um, more power techniques and he did like he wanted to push the pace a bit uh, faster and a bit quicker and do a bit more heavy pressure early on in the fight because if you sort of look at Diaz's old fights he sort of fights about a 70-80% pace the entire time but I think he sort of went to 100% in, in round one and then had to like wheel it back a bit yeah but great performance nonetheless three years off and he comes back and wins like that great That's fight unreal. 
Great fight. And then what a call out afterwards. That, that's why I like when I was watching it, I was like, turn this up now. Yeah. Nate Diaz called out Jorge Masvidal. I was actually as excited for the post fight, uh, what's called interview, as I was for the actual fight itself. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I was so excited for this fight. Like, obviously, Romero and Costa is great as well, but, like, you don't really understand them when they're talking, but Pettis versus Diaz, I was like, oh, this is going to be great no matter what. And then, after Diaz, like, calling out um, Jorge Masvidal. Oh, what a call out. What, what a perfect call out. Oh, it was brilliant. I feel like the Connor shout is just a waste of time. That's always yeah. going to be there for him. Whereas, yeah. like, the Jorge, he's just like, let's go. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I want to see I, now. I didn't see any Connor tweets after any of the fights this weekend. Sometimes he does do a few tweets, and normally... Yeah. he's quite reliable for a tweet after like a fight where it could be someone he fights but Masvidal Diaz I'm all about it give me that all yeah. day every day like yeah, I couldn't be any more excited for those two and you know yeah. what if UFC ever wants to do a pay-per-view main event that's non-title fight that's your fight do you think with that honour that Nick supposedly Nick Diaz was in the crowd do you think they he'd be like oh do you know what I might do that I think he's retired. You know I know what I mean. Like I'm trying to flirt with the idea. I feel like for Nick Diaz to come back, they have to be like, you know what? And GSP's back too. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what Nate was asking. He's like, is GSP actually retired? Wasn't he running it back with Nick? Yeah. Well, like, I could see that. Yeah. But we, I think we're living in dream world with that I shit. I am not them breads with your butt for months. Yeah, so Nate won. Call out uh, Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. Any ideas where that could be, or like we want to see five rounds of oh, that stuff? I wouldn't be surprised. Madison Square Garden. Put it as the main event. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're not going to main event with Nunes versus Randomly. Was that two forty five or is two forty four New York? I think you said two forty five. Oh yeah. I, I don't I know which it, one's New York. Yeah, I think you said that was the event on in New York. Yeah, but either or, like, I'm sort of waiting for a headline. And John Jones is want to fight in New York because apparently the taxes are too high. Yeah, they can't blame him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, also, Daniel Cormier lost to Stipe Miocic in yeah, the fourth, fourth round, round Yeah, by TKO. Uh, yeah, I think it's obvious that Cormier was winning after the yeah. first three. And then I think it just got sort of like the strength. and just. I, I think I think the size really played into yeah. a factor here. Um, if you actually, I assume most people who are watching the video watched the fight. So round one, like Cormier won like very decisively. Like he actually picked Stipe up, turned him upside down. I sort of held him there for a minute. He was like, oh, what yeah, will he, I do with him? He did, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, I was, like, I was like, oh my God. And especially when you see the height difference between Cormier and like the other heavyweights, you're like, yeah. Jesus, that's mad. I also thought it was very interesting in this fight the way Stipe weighed in like 230 pounds and Cormier weighed 236. I was like, Jesus, that's the lightest I think I've ever seen Stipe weigh. And he looked a lot leaner, didn't he? He looked like a smaller frame. Um, he did, didn't he? Yeah, he his did. His neck was a bit thin. It was, yeah. He looked less thick than usual. Mm. Uh and when I was watching the fight, Stipe looked like he was like scared to get knocked out again. And I think he sort of alluded to that after the fight. Then it got to round two, and DC was winning the exchange on the, on the, on the feet. It was actually John John's estimate. He was like grabbing his hands and then punching him. And then sort of we saw the same in round three. But like as the fight sort of got later into the round three, like Mio just started landing some good punches. Yeah. And then it got to round four, and like. DC's corner were like begging him to actually go back to the game plan. They were like, where's the takedown and why aren't you putting your hands up? And I felt almost like there was something in DC's head where he wanted an out or something. I felt like he was like, I think I'm doing this fighting thing. You know what I mean? I would be very surprised if Daniel Cormier came back and fought again. I don't think there's anything there for him to prove. No. Well, like he, could he, started... do, he could do the trilogy with Stipe. Yeah, I know. 
like in fairness, that was an absolute fantastic fight. It was one of the highest skilled heavyweight fights I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. But I feel like he could go in there and wrestle Steve Bay five rounds and beat him. Yeah, you know no, same I mean? here. Yeah. When he took him down, like he held him down and that was it. Yeah. And I feel like Steve Bay is actually not skilled enough to not let him do that. Yeah. But I'm not really arsed seeing DC wrestling for five rounds. Well, um, and then for Stipe, he came out with a tweet today. So yeah, Cormier came out with an Instagram post saying that he's gonna make his mind up over the next few weeks to see what he's gonna do. Um, he's forty now. People wanted him against John Jones. That sort of doesn't look like it would happen unless he went down to light heavyweight again. But like, we wanted to see at heavyweight. Yeah, but you don't want to see DC, but like one of the best mixed martial artists to ever do it to go out two losses in a row. Exactly. Where does Miocic go for this then? Because obviously, when Cormier makes his mind up, we'll let you know. I think Miocic. It looks like it's going to be Francis Ngannou next again. Ngannou too. Um, the only thing with that is I feel like Miocic could be Ngannou's kryptonite. I feel like if that fight was to be put together, Miocic would just train wrestling the entire time and just like get the best double leg takedown you can get yeah. and just take him down for the entire fight. Train with Daniel Cormier. But the only thing with uh, RMA Francis Ngannou is just like one punch and you're just like, that's it. That is it. What do you think of the overall card? What was your favorite fight on it? I thought it was. I thought the last three fights were just absolutely amazing. Um yeah. shocking and amazing, but um, very good, very good. Yeah, it was. It was the best card in a long time. Yeah. Um, I think we need that as fans to reinvigorate yeah. us to be like, that's why we love the sport. Yeah, because a lot recently, and we've alluded to it in a few previous videos, that UFC keeps giving us one fight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're staying up at 5 o'clock in the morning just to watch Kobe Compton versus Robbie Lawler. I actually think that was on earlier, but... It was, yeah. You, you, you I get, get, your you get what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we're just staying up to watch one fight all the time. And we don't want to watch one fight. We want to be, like, entertained with four or five fights. Yeah. It's almost gone like the boxing model, isn't it? Where you put your headliner up top and then you have Tom, Dick, and Harry fighting below him. You know what I mean? I know. I 100% agree. And then even, like, the stuff that came out during the week about Conor McGregor hitting some old lad in a pub... Um, oh, that was just yeah, terrible news yeah. by the way that happened back in April and stuff I yeah. know it went all over news- newspapers and all was trending everything but um, that happened months ago and uh, I think he's sort of he's that different sort of person right now he, like, I, th- I think he's like riding the like animosity or I don't know anonymous wave until then he's like he's yeah. gonna pretend it didn't happen and let's see what happens fair play to the elf he took like an absolute champ yeah <laughs> he was then hired yeah. by Bellator he's gonna <laughs> I'm gonna choke him but um, yeah overall great weekend of fights um, it's sort of unfortunate the way this week it, it, there is no UFC but there is Bellator on Yeah. Um, it's gonna be headlined by Matt Mitrion taking a Sergei Karatonov these two lads fought once before uh, it was stopped like in the first round after Matt Mitrion kicked Sergei Karatonov right in the bollocks <laughs> uh, it's going to be on it's Bellator 225 it's going to be on a Bridgepoint Connecticut uh, I think I'm going to go Mitrion for the win here yeah same here by, by kicking the bollocks again no, uh, I, think, I think knockout there's a few other people on the card but we have to give a special shout out to our mate Austin Vanderford he's fighting on the card in the prelims aka Mr. Van Zant. aka Mr. Van Zant. yeah there's also uh, Nick Newell is fighting on the card as well yeah. he's he's the guy with, with the amputee is that what you call it yeah he's a guy he's got fi- one arm he has one arm yeah he's taking on Corey Browning who beat Aaron Chalmers uh, our mate yeah our mate at Bellator Newcastle so does that mean you're up for Nick Newell then just because he beat our mate um, 
Yolo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, not Corey Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ricky Bandeas is also on the card. Uh, Mike Kimball. There's actually some very good names on the prelims. Yeah. And, and then there's, there's Gracie as well, isn't there? Yeah, there is Gracie. Uh, crony. Crony. Gracie. <laughs> and then the main card has, out of the five fights, there's three heavyweight fights. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's, there's going to be plenty of finishes at Bellator 225 in Connecticut. Yeah. Also, massive shout out to John O'Carroll fighting. King this, Kong. He's fighting this weekend as well in Mexico in boxing as well. So, check that out. So guys, thanks man for watching. Yeah. And as always, stay energized. Stay energized. Stay energized.